good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo, a podcast from your award-winning government television station, County Cable Montgomery. Now, here's your host, Derek Kenny. Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo. On today's episode, we talk to Councilmember Craig Rice. We'll be talking education and why it's so important to mask up Montgomery. Councilmember Rice, how are you today, sir? Oh, Derek, I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? Pretty good, pretty good. I uh, can't complain. Uh, we're still in COVID-19, so it's still the new normal. Um, but we're all dealing with that. And of course, as a council member, you're dealing with that. and You're providing some leadership when it comes to that. But before we talk about any of those COVID-19 things or masking up or education, let's talk about you. Let's talk a little bit about who you are and what do you do as a county council member? So that's a great question. It's oftentimes where I have to explain to my wife and children about what it is exactly that I do. Um, But look, so your county council members are there to legislate for the county. So therefore, we're providing laws uh, and policies and procedures and how everything happens here in the county, whether it's building buildings, whether it's uh, transportation, uh, whether it's uh, economic development and what's going on there, tax policy, which is a big issue uh, on uh, on the county council and in this county as a whole. Um, but it really, uh, one of the things that I've always heard that's a quote about local government, local government touches your life more than the president of the United States ever will. Uh, and so when it comes to everything from setting some of our local speed limits on our local roads, um, we do that. Uh, The state sets some of the other speed limits, but we actually do that. Um, So things that are very simple, uh, that are every day that you see, you know, a lot of our managed roads, uh, we pick up your trash and your recycling. Um, We do it all. And so it really is something where there pretty much isn't any facet of your life that the county council doesn't touch. And so it really is important for us to make sure that we're connected to you, uh, individuals in the community and make sure that we understand what's working, what's not working, and how we can do an even better job to make sure that your lives are great and you're having uh, the best time you can here in Montgomery County based on the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And so um, we really take this job seriously. It really is about making sure that your life is the best life. Uh, You're living your best life and uh, opportunities are there for your children and your families. Uh, to do whatever it is that they want to be able to do. And so from that perspective, we take that charge very seriously. And speaking of the best quality life possible under the circumstances, circumstances are different this year. How has it been for you as a council member serving and working for residents of the county during this COVID-19 time? What's, What's different and what things are you able to do or you aren't able to do now that you're serving uh, during COVID-19? Derek, I'm going to tell you, it's it's surreal. It really is. It's really one in which I never could have envisioned anything like this. Um, it has been a tremendous challenge for us uh, to really try and navigate um, all of the obstacles and roadblocks that were put in front of us uh, when COVID-19 hit back in March. Uh, and it really is one where I think this council has done a great job in responding, whether it's standing up emergency food assistance for those who need it, making sure that our businesses had uh, additional resources, money, uh, as well as other supports necessary to try and keep them uh, viable and keep them open in some cases. Um, It's been a struggle. I mean, even working with our arts community, you know, and leveraging $3.25 million to our artists, understanding that 
they're at the last end of where it comes to with businesses opening. And so we had to do something there. I mean, there is no single facet of this community that hasn't been touched by some of the things that we've had to do with regards to COVID. And so um, I really appreciate uh, everyone's understanding, their patience uh, in working with us. Um, but I will tell you that this council and the county executive, quite frankly, have certainly answered the call when it comes to representative leadership, making sure that folks understand about what our community needs and trying to deliver that to them. Wow, right. Now, as part of that, this initiative, as part of the reopening of the county, which of course has been a bit controversial, there's a campaign that's helping to encourage people and make it um, something that's not such a burden. And there's a campaign called Mask Up Montgomery or Mask Up MoCo, I guess is the hashtag. Tell us about that and tell us about why it's important for residents to mask up as we try to uh, optimize this, this new normal. So I will just tell you this, that, you know, so I will just tell you this, when we look at what it is that we're trying to do, in terms of reopening our businesses, getting folks back to work, uh, and even getting our kids back to school, it requires everyone to wear their mask to lower the rate of community transmission. Our public health officer, Dr. Travis Gales, has done an amazing job of tracking, putting up a demographic dashboard uh, that highlights where we are, uh, the number of COVID cases that we have, our positivity rate, um, our community transmission. And so all of those things are out there, um, but we have to do our part in order to help move that needle. Um, we are not where we need to be if we're going to open up all the things. You know, folks who are demanding that we have indoor tennis back and indoor volleyball and indoor soccer and want their movie theater back open and want to have their arts venues opened back up. We want to do that too. We also want to open our schools and get our kids back to school. But the only way that we can do that is by having people wearing their masks. We continue to see too many people who, for whatever reason, whether they're claiming it's their religious right or constitutional freedom to not wear a mask. And the reality is all they're doing is standing in the way of progress of us getting back to reopening. And so it really is imperative for everyone out there to wear a mask to stop the community transmission spread and to ensure that we can get ourselves back open and back to some semblance of normality. That's really important. Well, speaking of normality, one of the things that I believe is your purview, education, and I think it's a very, it's a hot topic now, and we're gonna to try to address it lightly, lightly, because you're the, now you're the chair of the education committee, but you're not the president of Montgomery College, and you're not the uh, leader of Montgomery County Public Schools. So just to make sure that's clear, um, but just talk about what you do as education chair and where are we now for uh, the education of young people, whether it's the college or whether it's MCPS and uh, where do we go from here? So when we first started our distance learning model here in Montgomery County back in March, um, it was fraught with a lot of uh, challenges and certainly one in which um, it wasn't what we wanted for our children, but we knew it was the best we could do in the short time frame that we had to respond. And so we did that. Um, and I say we because we're all partners in this. You're right. Uh, oftentimes I get challenged from folks who are like, yeah, well, you guys control the purse strings. 
their elected officials who actually uh, represent Montgomery County Public Schools. It's your board of education, and they hire a superintendent who's in charge of our Montgomery County Public Schools. But that being said, we've got a great relationship and a working relationship and certainly leverage the fact that we are the funders of Montgomery County Public Schools to try and make some things happen. So what did we do? We worked with them as a partner does to say, what do you need from us to help stand up an even stronger distance learning model? We've seen that this fall. The complaints that we've gotten from parents are much less. We have Chromebooks for every single student and teacher. Uh, a lot of folks seem to forget that our teachers needed the technology just as much as our students did so that they could all be on the same platforms. And so now we have that in the hands of every student and teacher. Um, we have a distance learning model that is really, really great. Um, is it perfect? Absolutely not. No distance learning model will ever uh, be the same as in-person learning. And there isn't a single person who uh, is, is passionate and knows a lot about education that will say that. However, um, we do have a model that is ensuring that people are still getting high quality education uh, and are learning the things that they need to learn while embarking on this distance learning model. With the college, it's a little bit different because our older students are used to taking a lot of these classes online. They have already formulated a lot of the studying skills that allow them to be able to transition into a distance learning model. And so we're finding less challenges at our institutions of higher education when it comes to distance learning than it is for our K through 12. However, uh, it still, again, is not perfect and not easy. Anybody who's taking an online class in college knows that it's a lot easier if you have the professor and you're in the classroom, you can raise your hand and ask questions. It's just a little bit of a different thing. You can stay after and ask the TA a question or the professor. You know, it's just a, a very different dynamic. And so from that perspective, we get it. We understand. But that's the reason why we're pushing folks to, again, wear your mask, do your proper physical distancing. Don't go out to places unless you really have to. Um, you know, these are the kinds of things that we're putting forth as a message because what we want people to understand is that folks look, um, the only way that we can get folks back into the classroom, get our kids back into school is by lowering the rate of community transmission. And so, you know, from, from my perspective as chair of ed, my responsibility is to do two things, to make sure that we are working towards getting our children back in school and that means doing everything we can from a public perspective to lower community transmission, uh, to eliminate COVID in our communities, to make it safe to go back to school. And the second part of it is that while we are in a distance learning model, to make sure it works for everyone. Now, I will say one other thing. When it comes to the seriousness of our uh, educational disparities, we know that that exists in school and online. Um, we know that uh, the same sort of circumstances that folks found themselves in, if they had a single parent who was working, who can't help them with their homework, that hasn't changed because you're now in a distance learning model. In fact, it makes it even harder. And so when we're talking about educational hubs, when we're talking about things that we can do to provide additional resources to our students who are at promise, who are challenged with learning uh, and who need a helping hand, we're trying to do that as well. And so this county council just leveraged over $7 million to go into standing up some of these models, partnering with our Children's Opportunity Fund and Montgomery County Public Schools. We'll be working with the Black and Brown Coalition of Montgomery County, uh, working on some issues that they have in terms of uh, standing up some additional educational hubs 
in communities of color and communities of lower income throughout Montgomery County. Uh, these are all things that need to happen, all things that we are incredibly supportive of, all things that we are uh, going to make happen uh, in a very uh, short time frame. And so from that perspective, there's a lot going on in the educational space. Um, a lot of it is good. And even those challenging things are actually being uh, fought head on by a lot of different policies and procedures that we're trying to enact to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to a high quality education, regardless of whether it's online or in person. Wow. And I think it's important that you share that there's resources out there for parents and families to help balance things or at least enhance the available opportunity for education. Where can parents or kids or what? or children or, or teens, students find these resources? Are, is there a central place or is there somewhere we can go to? There is. On MCPS's website, there's actually a parent resources guide, uh, and it has all of that information that's there. Uh, they can also go to my uh, uh, Twitter page. Uh, my, my website uh, on the county council has a lot of those resources as well. Um, and you can always reach out to my office. Any parent, I encourage you, if you have questions, make sure you reach out to my office and let me know, uh, because I will be more than happy to ensure uh, that we get you connected with any resource that you need, whether it's food, uh, whether it's making sure that you have resources for yourself and your family to pay rent, to keep the lights on, whatever the case may be, and when it comes to your child's education and making sure that we can provide support, whether it's tutoring, uh, additional help from teachers, all of that is available. Um, it's at no cost to you. So please reach out, use the resources that are there. We've spent a lot of money ensuring that they're there for you and want you to take advantage if you need it. And, and just for people that are watching or, or listening uh, to this podcast, uh, council members, Rice's website is montgomerycountymd.gov forward slash Rice, R-I-C-E. That's montgomerycountymd.gov forward slash Rice, R-I-C-E. And as he mentioned, there's uh, an abundance of resources in the left navigation uh, for parents and then also for residents looking for testing facilities and contact information for him and his office is there as well. So are there any other things that you found during this time or issues that are on the top of your mind or in the mind of residents that you find that you're answering over and over again? Is there something that you need to, you feel you might want to share? So I think, again, the biggest piece is that folks need to understand how serious this is. Um, people are still dying uh, from COVID-19. And unfortunately, what we're seeing is it's primarily people of color uh, who are dying in our communities. And those are unfortunately oftentimes the folks who aren't uh, taking this as seriously when it comes to getting testing uh, and following up when it comes to contact tracing. Um, I would implore that if you have uh, any kind of pre-existing condition, whether it's as simple as diabetes uh, to as complicated as heart condition, um, that you minimize your exposure. Uh, these are incredibly important measures that need to be taken uh, to ensure your health and well-being and safety. Uh, and so I think that, again, as we get into the winter months where we know that it's going to be flu season, uh, many people are going to be sick, 
and folks aren't going to know whether or not it's COVID or the flu. Um, I encourage folks to get tested. We have free testing that's available. I encourage people to make sure they're wearing their masks. Uh, that helps to minimize transmission, both of COVID and the flu. Uh, and I wanna make sure that people get their flu shots as well. The uh, fewer people who are actually presenting at our hospitals and doctor's offices uh, with the flu allows for them to not be overwhelmed and to focus on continuing to stamp out COVID in our community. And so I would just implore folks that especially during this season, do your part, wear your mask, practice uh, proper physical distancing, uh, make sure that you're going out only if you need to, uh, avoiding large crowds and mass gatherings. Uh, do your part because we're close. We're close to getting there where we can actually bring things back. But what we don't need is another spike or rise in COVID cases that will actually set us backwards. Let's move forward. Let's get our businesses back open. Let's get our kids back in school. Let's reclaim Montgomery County for us uh, by doing your part. Well, I guess that's, that's on, on that note, I think we had a good point to say thank you so much, Councilmember Rice, for joining us and for sharing those insights and information. And we also want to thank whoever may be listening or watching this podcast. It's so important that you do your part to mask up Montgomery. And as Councilmember Rice stated, we are close and so close, and we need every resident's help to make this happen. So as always, I ask you to ask the question, What's happening, MoCo? Because you deserve the answers. Do what you can to support this podcast by subscribing via Apple, Google, Spotify, or your favorite platform, or definitely follow this page on Facebook at What's Happening MoCo Podcast. And thank you all. And thank you, Councilman Rice, again. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe.